Ladies and gentlemen out there of the Tag Nation, welcome to another episode of High Tag with us, members of Tag. Discuss whatever pay-per-views, PLEs, or any special events that go down in wrestling. And today, we're discussing last night's AEW Full Gear. Hear what we have to say, but first, that intro. That's tag shit. Free fall as I die through the kaleidoscope in my mind. No rope up to climb. Gotta remind myself that I'm fine. Mama, I don't really want. Yep, 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 yep. Tag Nation. Yo. It's your boy, Beltless Scootaloo. I'll get to that in a minute. And I'm here with Jaeger Satastic. Not so fantastic. Because he couldn't reclaim the championship. I lost the championship. And the current champ, we'll see if he shows up or not. Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, (laughs) tonight, well tonight, today, we are discussing AEW Full Gear. And it went down. It went down. Um, Oh, yeah. If I had to truly give it a rating, just to rate it, I would definitely give it a good solid seven or eight out of a pay-per-view. Hmm. It definitely had some good moments, some good matches. One of them we will probably talk about in detail because our group oh chat was going crazy during one match. But yeah, Jaeger, what you got? Um unintentionally blending in with this background is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but aside from that, man, this this show was a, a hell of a show. Um, it threw in a dramatic little swerve that uh, <clears throat> really made my predictions for the night really come off. But uh, still ended up with the same result. Uh, other matches... I'm a, I'm not. I mean, I called him wrong, but uh, I'm not. Ha- I'm not uh, mad at the results. So no, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm not mad at the results. But yeah. let's get to it. If you if you if you're new to AEW pay per views, their pre show or zero hours usually take place on YouTube. They usually have some pre show matches, and Full Gear had three. First up, for the ROH World Championship, we had the champ, Eddie Kingston, defending against Jay Lethal. And, of course, Jay Lethal had the crew. I don't know what their faction name is, but he had them all there. Yeah, I can't ever remember. I was going to say, he had them all there. Um. If y'all know when I discuss these quick tags and things like that, when there's usually title matches, especially when it's on pre-shows or on regular TV, you can feel a title change happening. This didn't feel like a title change was going to happen. You know, because this match was a result of Jeff Jarrett winning the street fight against Eddie Kingston. Then it was like, okay, Lethal finally threw out the challenge for it to go down at full gear, and boom, here we are. Um, If you watch, if you like Eddie Kingston, of course you're going to like the match. 
if you like Jay Lethal and the crew, you're going to watch the match, but it was pretty standard. We knew that they was going to interfere at some point. Uh, I mean, he has Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, Santam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. There's always going to be some chicanery and shenanigans happening. Let's just face it. Um, towards the closing moments of the match, Ortiz did come out and uh, he played equalizer to help out Kingston. And it was weird because after Kingston picked up the dub from being lethal, I honestly thought Ortiz was about to club Kingston over the head. Oh, definitely. Because it Most looked like he was like ready to just, you know. Yeah, just giving him that nod. I was like, yeah, you bet to hit him, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, he bought the deck him. But no. Um, yeah. Right. Well, speaking of Kingston, we can go ahead and say it because it did happen on the main show. So, of course, AEW is throwing their first ever Continental Classic. Twelve wrestlers are going to be in this tournament. It yep, starts yep. Wednesday and it ends uh, at World's End December 30th. Well, Kingston... Now, uh, okay. I was going to say, for those that are unfamiliar... Or eye rolling right now, going, oh shit, another damn tournament that Tony right. Khan is coming up with. Right. This is uh this is different. This is gonna be in the same style as the G1 classic. It is a round yes. robin tournament. So you're gonna have yes. people in different blocks. They all have to face each other, and your point total is what will matter. Not I mean, I mean your wins and loss it will come down to who you've beaten and wins and losses if it gets down to that. But yeah, you go and fight everybody first. This is going to be a long stretch, but yes. we'll see. We'll um, see what it all benefits from. If you wanted, if you needed an American example, WWE, a la NXT, recently did it when they was trying to discover who was going to be Noam Dar's um, uh-huh. number one contender for the Harris's Cup. They did a, they did their own little G one. Type well, like Jaeger said, everybody wrestled everybody. The points mattered, and blah blah blah. That's the yeah, that's yeah. kind of like the the reduced, dumbed down version of it. Um, so far, we know Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson, um, <clears throat> Mark Briscoe, and I forgot who the fourth. I believe they said twelve total. It's twelve total, but four names were announced, and I forgot who yeah. the fourth one was, but. Later in the show, Eddie Kingston upped the stakes. He said, you know what? I'm a proud champion. I'm a proud defending champion. I got these two belts. Let's make this Continental Classic the tournament of tournaments. So every match I'm involved in, I'm defending the ROH championship and the open weight uh, championship as well. So ultimately... Whoever wins the champ, whoever wins the Continental Classic all together will just be triple crown. They'll be the first tournament winner, ROH champ, and the never open weight champ at the same time. And it was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so what a way to raise the stakes. But like I said, this match was pretty decent. It wasn't nothing too special other than Ortiz coming out, helping the helping the homie. Um, the next match, the BCC's Claudio Castanoli 
takes on the House of Black's Buddy Matthews. Uh, this match came about from Collision on Friday at the uh, the Matthews beat Yuta. He was about to attack Yuta with a chair. Claudio came out and was like, "Now, nah, fam, let's have a match at uh full gear." And here we are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. It was. You kind of saw who was going to win. <laughs> like, I don't think at any point I thought Matthews was going to win this match. Yeah. I just knew Claudio was going to take it. So, but it wasn't a bad match. Had this would have been on the main card, then it would have been kind of like a, hmm, maybe. But since it's on the pre show, you know, it was like, eh. <laughs> eh. Yeah. So if it if it hadn't, if it actually been on the main card, then yeah, I would have probably been more fifty fifty on it. Hopefully, at some point, we go ahead and get a full on BCC versus House of Black, rather than kind of the tease. Hopefully, it just full on happens, but we'll see. I'd like at the moment. to see it, but unless belts are on the line, it would have to be one hell of a grudge match. True. We might be onto something though. We might be like making paving the road for that. Yeah, we might be. We might be. But yeah, Claudio gets the dub over Matthews. And then we get to the main event of the pre-show. Of course, talking about for the ROH Tag Team Championships, we got MJF, whose partner will be Samoa Joe, versus BCC, BCC, BCGs, the gun, (laughs) the guns. And boy, oh boy, did this match happened and then it get to where it needed to get it they stretched it out um of course adam cole is injured uh mjf needed a partner nobody was going to be his partner joe gave him that offer like hey i'll be your partner i just want a title shot finally mm-hmm. at collision friday mjf agreed and we here and i really do love the psychology of the match because Joe came in specifically like a mercenary. He literally came in like, I'm just going to beat their ass. We can tag <laughs> in and out, whatever, but I'm going to beat their ass because I know now I'm guaranteed a title shot, champ. And at one point, Adam Cole did come out. He calls the distraction. MJF yeah. and Joe gets the dub. And then, you know, Joe backs MJF in the corner and was like, remember our deal? And they shook. Joe left. And then the guns beat MJF's ass. <laughs> they beat his ass, took a chair to the thigh. I was just like, leg. oh. Like, damn, Joe. <laughs> damn, Joe. Damn, Joe. It made it even great. Joe didn't come <laughs> back. Nah. Joe did not come back. I don't even think Joe was all the way up the ramp before they started beating his ass. You might be right. (laughs) You might be right. I think Joe saw what was happening and just kept on walking. And he was just like, you hired me for one job. Exactly. (laughs) One job. (laughs) I got what I wanted. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, he just, the guns proceeded to just beat down. MJF, you know what I'm saying? They used chairs, hit him in the legs, thighs. 
And of yeah. course, they were running the angle of MJF being injured. How is he yeah. going to be able to defend? Because they carted him out in the ambulance. And of course, before he was screaming, before he was carted out, he was screaming to Adam, don't let them take my belt. Don't let them take my belt. <laughs> and Adam had to look like, I do I what do I it. have to do. I, I got to do, do it for my boy. I got to do it for my boy. I got to do it for Max. And funny enough, Roddy, he posted on Instagram today. I guess he was sitting back watching it and he was like, huh, he never did that for me. Damn. <laughs> so. That's how you know that's his best friend. Exactly. So that's ultimately how Zero Hour ended. And now we get to the main show, which I think the announcement was after the first match. But we'll get to it. The opening match is Sting, Darby Allen, and the Radar Superstar Adam Copeland versus the Patriarchy, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Big <laughs> Wayne. Um, I'm glad this opened the show. Yeah, if it was like in the middle of the night, it would have been uh, it would have taken some wind out of the sails. Yeah, it, would, it definitely would have taken some wind out the sail. Um, this is a good opener. This is a, this is honestly like a really yes. good pick. Uh, shout outs to the turtleneck god having a turtleneck children's choir humming his song as he came out. <laughs> that man is savage for that. <laughs> like the turtleneck god, like. The fact that this man wrestles in a full turtleneck, sleeveless turtleneck, sleeveless, is just amazing. sleeveless turtleneck. Um, then I knew Team Sting was going to win when everybody was in matching gear. Oh yeah, even Copeland had, had face paint. Dude, so he, like, he, he's only got about what five six months left. He's, yeah. he's not losing. He's not losing anymore. So like maybe maybe for his very last match for a plot twist. But yeah. I don't think he's losing anymore until then. Exactly. Now, right up in here, you know, the predictions was going well, you know, three for three on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, called this one correctly because I want to yeah. say Lip Dizzle was the one who chose the patriarchy in this match. Yeah. Yeah, so we were so, looking all right right now. Like this was like four yeah, so zero. Everything like, was looking. Everything was mm -hmm. looking good. So I was like, okay, okay. Um, but other than that, the match wasn't bad. But we seen too much of this already. Exactly. We, we seen like I mean I hate to reference WWE, but it's almost like that WWE method where we've seen different variations. Yeah. Uh, leading up people. until this match. Yeah, so... I think we've really... even seen this match, but with, like, less on it. Yes. Yeah. So, it wasn't, like, a... It was just, like, <laughs> we're here. Like... I mean, the only the only new thing to it, and this is barely a new thing, is uh, Ric Flair. I mean, the Crypt Keeper. I mean, Ric Flair. <laughs> um... Bruh. The funny, the 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 craziest part to that was when Christian goes over there to Rick, 
and Ric Flair is clearly beating up Christian Cage in front yeah. of the ref. Yes. And it was like, Ref's just like, just let this go. Okay. Yeah. Ref's okay. just like, um, Rick, what are you doing, man? Cut that out. <laughs> He's like, just yeah. right here, just it's watching it. The ref watching. I was like, that's a disqualification, but okay. Again, I have to throw it back to referee discretion is a thing. Right. <laughs> right. Because it definitely was referee discretion. I mean, look, man, I wouldn't. You're like 80 something year old Ric Flair. You're like, Rick, come, come on, man. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> like, go, go back over there Rick, on your side. Hey, Nick, Nick, get, get over here and get Ric Flair. <laughs> but Team Sting gets the dub. Yeah, um, but, 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 but hold on. <laughs> Christian, though, for the, for the answer back. <laughs> oh, man. Look. <laughs> when things got real and towards the end of the match, things got real. Christian took the fuck off. <laughs> he grabbed well, yeah, that he... TNT championship and deuced. Yeah, yeah. He he low blood Ric Flair. Accidentally bopped freaking Luchasaurus with the belt. And, and then left. and then took off. And left. He didn't even try. To like save the match for his team, he no. left. No, he left. Left. There was not like, even a. Oh, that's my bad, Luchasaurus. Like, nah. Like, Christian I don't was know how already make... halfway at the hotel by the time this yeah. match ended. Man <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was already in the car, looking like Jungle Boy jumping off. in there. He took off, and yeah. then. Of course, they celebrated. I want to say it was either I want to say it was Darby who grabbed the mic and was like, you know, give it up for Sting. This would be the last time y'all see him in the state of California wrestling. So you know, that's a big uh, for him. Uh, yeah. Sting's son was in the audience, so they had a little embrace and everything. So yeah, feel good moment. Kind of like Jaeger said, nice. most likely Sting is not losing until Revolution, unless they let him. Get that final dub. Yeah. Now the next match definitely came sooner on the card than I expected. For the international championship, we have the champ Orange Cassidy yeah. defending against John Moxley, and this is their rematch from All Out. Now this Man. is where we split in differences because Dizzle and I went for Cassidy. Judge yeah. Yeager went for Mox. Now, my same psychology I had with this match, I had for the Swerve and Hangman match. It ah. was like, okay, Cassidy suffered a defeat, defeat at All Out, so he's going to get his get back. A la Hangman lost at Russell Dream, he's going to get his get back. But with this match, it definitely came earlier on the card than expected because I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be damn near co-main event. And, and, and my thought process was, like, Mox was never supposed to drop that belt to begin with. True. So he's going to come in with a vengeance and stomp Cassidy. That actually makes sense. So I can actually see both ways. Yeah. I can actually see how 
both of those psychologies would would have happened. like, Mox even covered it in his promos. Like, yeah, I was never supposed to have lost that. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I mean, he pretty much said it without saying it. But yeah, he uh, does that, and yeah, I just imagine him coming in with a big ass chip on his shoulder. And when it started off with o- Orange Cassidy trying to get some moves in, and Mox is just shrugging him off. I'm just like, right. oh, oh, okay. We're off to a good way. <laughs> and yeah. and then and then multiple. Multiple orange punches not taking him down. Like, I was he just hit like, him with oh. like, with like 10 of them down there. Like, he hit him with a lot of orange punches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we needed to do a bonus round just for the orange punches that went on there. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, I, here, you take it away because you're the one that, that ended up getting the W on this one. But yeah, like, Orange Cassidy hit Mox with like seven to 10 orange punches. Mox wouldn't go down. Then he hit him with the uh, what, what, what the beast break at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, after he hit him with so many orange punches, then he hit him with the beast break. One, two, three. Cassidy got his get back, and it was like, okay. It cool. made sense to see it that way, to prolong it for a rubber match. Yeah. Now, I can definitely see a three. I don't know if it's going to happen at World's End or not, but I can definitely see a three. Now, yeah. the issue I have is also the issue I'm going to have when we talk about the TBS championship. Um, they gave Cassidy such this legendary run that it's going to feel awkward for anybody else to have that belt. Because they gave it to Mox. Unfortunately, Mox suffered an injury now. I, I think Mox probably would have, if the whole him getting injured thing didn't happen. I'm pretty sure he probably would have made us sort of forget a little bit that Cassidy had this legendary run. But mm-hmm. now that he's back with Cassidy, it's like, are they going to give him such a lengthy run again? Are they going to eventually give it back to Mox? Like, or somebody just gonna gonna the- stop. Somebody's got to run him over in order to like make the make their make their run look good. Like even yeah. like start off good. Like you can't. Like you either have to have like a like a Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. type of match with Orange Cassidy, or you got to have somebody just run over Orange Cassidy. Yes, like you can't have anywhere in the middle. Anywhere in the middle is going to be like a boring champ. Like from like from the jump, I mean. But yes, you are you are absolutely correct. It's definitely going to have to be a situation where it's either going to have to just be just a bar burner of a match mm-hmm. or they just came in and just ran through Cassidy in like two minutes flat. It's like, damn. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely correct on that one. I could see. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't even know who the hell could come up for him. But yeah. But uh, OC retains. We'll see what happens because of course, a little, little friction was still there because mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie's crew of Hook and Beretta comes out. Yuta and was it just Yuta or was it Yuta and Claudia? I think it was, yeah, it's Claudia too. Uh, Yuta bumped in the hook and Hook is ready to square up. And it was yeah. like, oh, okay, but, you know, but you know, they separated, cooler heads prevailed, and we'll see. I'm pretty sure we're going to get Hook and Yuta. On dynamite oh, yeah. rampage or collision soon. It's gotta happen soon. 
like this week. But, um, where we skipped at first, I think after the first match, Tony Schiavone comes to the said he had to make an announcement, and he was about to announce that officially Jay White was going to be champion since MJF was in the hospital. Cole mm-hmm. comes out and was like, "Hey, no, that's not going to happen. I am going to defend my boy's belt." And then Switchblade was like, "Really? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna defend MJF's belt in the state you're in? Cool." Yeah, the usual, Matter the usual fact, reaction to somebody else defending form is like, "What the fuck? Nah, this is bullshit. You can't do this." Like, Jay White started laughing. <laughs> like, Matter of fact, he was like, "Look, funny enough." The gear I'm wearing is the gear I beat you in. That's cool. I'm down for it. Let's do this. Um, I can't remember where it fell in the card either, but we can go ahead and discuss it. Um, They did announce AEW had a new signing. Actually, it was later on in the card, but this is where where things went off the rails because of bonus points. And the newest signee turned out to be Will Osprey, and it was like, and it was like that damn Dizzle. But but the out of nowhere enough, prediction. Funny enough, things was things was pretty much in my way up until now. Up and up mm. around this time, I was in the lead. Things was looking good, but I will tell you when things took a turn for the worse. Um, the next match. Actually, no, it was before the Golden Jets. Oh, um, shit. The yeah. next match, this was pretty much a gimme for the AEW Women's World Championship. You had the champ, Hukaru Rashida, defending against oh, yeah. timeless Tony Storm in her Hollywood homecoming. And the only shock factor in this match would have been that Tony Storm would have lost. Mm-hmm. They set this up for jump. For Tony to win this belt back. Yeah. I hated that the finish was so wonky and the ref had to clearly so, ignore. Obviously. The ref had to clearly ignore the cheating that was happening. And from what we were discussing was- earlier in the match, Tony Storm used the shoe. She'd have kicked yeah. out. Later in the match, when she'd have, uh, what was it? Uh, she with yeah, and where Tony had like a tray of things, she had like a pan, and the yeah. and the, and the uh, objective was she was sliding the pan in her shorts, but the pan was too big. Yeah, it was sticking it, out of her cheeks, and she couldn't properly get the pan in her tights. To where it yeah. was truly concealing because it was sliding down. And the fact that the ref had to clearly turn a Ignore. blind eye to the fact that Tony has a whole pan on her buttocks and hip. But it ended with Tony hitting the hip attack in the apron. And by the time she hits the hip attack, the whole pan is just out. Just hanging out her right ass cheek. Yeah, just hanging out the whole right ass cheek. You could just see the whole pan, and it was like, 
I hated that that had to happen in the finish because. But yes, Tony wins. She gets the belt. Hollywood homecoming. Welcome home, Tony. She gets the belt. Now she's the second woman to be three-time champ. And I just hated that it was marred by the fact that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The cheating had to have a blind eye turn to it. And it wasn't like the whole Ric Flair referee discretion thing. It was like, no, clearly (laughs) the ref had to ignore that there's a whole pan. It was a whole, yeah. Hanging out of cheeks. Hanging out the cheeks. <laughs> and, but hey, it was entertaining nonetheless. Now, this is where things took a turn for the worse for me. And. Oh, this match. For the AEW tag team titles, we have the champs. Ricky Starks, Big Bill. Oh, man, I thought Bruce. I was still doing good here. We thought uh, this is Roosh, Delixico of LFI, FTR, and honoring the House of Black. We had the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black, and Brody King. This match took the turn for the worst for me. <clears throat> this match was more than fine for me. <laughs> yeah, this like, match I took I, a turn. I was, I was still in the running here, right? Yes. Yes. Because yeah. funny enough, with all of y'all choosing uh, Starks and Big Bill and me choosing FTR, when this match ended, we were all tied. With this match? Yeah. We Damn. were all tied. Because with me going against the grain, Dizzle, because yeah. don't forget, Dizzle chose. Dizzle got the point for Osprey. But no, but no, no, no. Dizzle chose the guns. Oh, yeah, no, he no, was bad, off there. No, no. He chose. Who did he choose that messed him up? He didn't choose the guns. Something else happened to where, like I said, at the end of this match, we were all tied. Yeah. Oh, we were close to being tied. But, um,. This ladder match, who boy, there was, this was a hell of a match. There was some spots. I would never take that was in the group chat that you, we was like, now this wasn't the match where the group chat went crazy, but we was going crazy enough because throughout the times, every now and then, Jaeger and I will always discuss spots we would take and this, that, and the third. <laughs> like how much you now, gotta fam, pay us. We ain't taking no uh, power drivers on ladders. Then, to be one up, the goddamn Dante's Inferno. Mm-mm. If you never seen big ass 6'5 Brody King hit the Dante's Inferno, it's a marvel enough to see that. But to do it on a ladder? Nah, fam. No, I'm not doing that. But nah, fam. Uh uh-uh. uh. But it was some great action. It was some great moments. I will say this. This match to me solidified that I guess they are truly serious about Starks and Big Bill being tag champs. Yeah, no, they have to because, (laughs) I mean, there's always that little like rule where like the more people that get involved in this match, it usually goes back to the champs retaining. 
Yeah. But damn, like they're actually giving him a shot, it looks like, because mm-hmm. I mean if you really wanted a true tag team to keep these belts, then yeah, you could have kept it on FTR and you could have run back whoever wins uh between the Bucks and the Golden Jets. Yeah. Um and then keep it a true tag championship. And then also you can run with that narrative or like you can go with the assumption that it's going to be FTR because again, the Bucks and the Jets are over here talking about who's actually going to be a better tag team and all that. And who can, yep. yeah, if you want to try and connect narratives, then yeah. But got to remember where Big Bill came from too. That is also true too. Like, what was his whole thing? And I'm not going to lie. Starks is... He, I already thought he was good, but he's growing more and more as a mouthpiece to me. Yes. <laughs> and he might be a better mouthpiece than his than Bill's previous partner. Or Notorious partner. Yes. As far as keeping things like within the realm i shouldn't yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, coherent or within the realm like his real one tried to uh just he got out there sometimes he did he did yeah yeah but going on from there yeah man this is uh, at the same time very serious i hate what they try to do with starks and what they try to do with la Knight. is that? that you hear people like starks and you hear la Knight, and they talk they trash you're going to automatically, oh, well, they're just trying to be stone cold in the rock. Come on. Uh, Come on. You can't like, you can't let anybody with charisma just be immediately equated to stone cold in the rock. Exactly. Now, exactly. appearance wise, I can see people making a connection between Starks and like a young rock. I'm like, all right, you then, got it. But even then, exactly. there've been fashionable dudes in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, like yes. <laughs> hey, do y'all not see the fashionable man that, that is Seth Rollins every fucking Monday? Is it Monday still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got the no. LFI who was always in suits. You had Ooh. like people like Batista who would in evolution. Yo, evolution, all of evolution was looking <laughs> so there's always been fashionable people in wrestling. Like so it is unfair to always be like the moment with somebody with some charisma and everything like that. Oh, well, they just trying to be stone cold in the rock. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, stop running promos on each other, trying to tear each other down. Just do your thing. But, you know, yeah, it was a good match. Solid. It was a really good match. Plenty of spots I would not take. So, uh, yeah. Always a good match then in that regard. Um, one of the things I will say, and I want to know this, like in 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 retrospect, do okay. wrestlers tend to get a little pay bump for specialty matches? What you mean by like specialty matches? Like like for instance, you had normal wrestling matches on here, but then you also had ladder matches and death matches. Do they get like a little pay bump for doing these specialty matches? And and from specialty matches, you're going to have specialty spots. I'm not going to lie, man. If you don't, then it just doesn't feel right. Right? It really doesn't. I agree. If you don't, then it just doesn't feel right. 
if you're a wrestler and you're not getting paid a little something extra for doing a Texas death match, especially with maybe Hangman Page or Swerve Strickland, yeah, you're you're getting robbed. I'm just gonna say it. You're getting robbed. <laughs> I I 1,000% agree. But Big Bill, Ricky Starks retain. And we will let you know who their opponents will. Who who the opponents that they know at some point will have to face coming up soon. But um, this next match, um, and this is now I get to explain my point about with the international championship. TBS championship, Chris Statlander defends against Julia Hart and Sky Blue. I know this is an old graphic. Okay. so first things first, that's let's just call first thing first that what is Sky Blue's character now? To be determined. Because it seems like this is her new evolution and they want her to be spooky or spooky esque, but they didn't have her join up with Julia Hart. She tried. That is true. She tried to then, shake her hand. Then the contrasting size of the women, because you have Chris Statlander and these two women, and it was just like <laughs> yeah. two David versus Goliath match. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much the uh oversized opponent compared to the two of them. That's not to say anything to stat. That's just like the physical descriptions here. She's yes. she's just the bigger let's, person. Let's just be honest. Um, now this is what I was talking about because they mentioned it, but they did say a name. So they did say Statlander was on defense sixteen, while the previous champ had twenty five defenses, and I was like, "You gonna say the name?" Which they did. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, this is the issue I have with the TBS championship, kind of like with the international championship. Jay Cargill had a very memorable run because it was tied to her unbeaten streak and everything. Mm-hmm. So you had Statlander take it. And if we're really being honest, Statlander pretty much wrestled some of the same people Cargill would wrestle. So it was like, yeah, it's cool for Statlander to get that belt and this, that, and the third, but it was like, she's not really doing nothing with it. So, yes, yeah. But, yeah, so during this match, it was some great back and forth action. You know, you did have Julia Hart and Sky Blue trying to you know how to how to defeat the bigger opponent and of course you know themselves you know fighting with themselves but the finish was actually pretty damn good i can appreciate statlander hitting the saturday night fever on sky and then julia comes up nope (laughs) yeah that was honestly the best way for julia to get end up getting that I 1000% agree. I'm here for the level up that Sky Blue did, whatever the hell that is, where she threw off the hat and then put on the crown. Yes. Um, we're very clearly going to be getting some kind of uh, 
feud between Sky Blue and uh, Julia Hart, in my opinion, or maybe a union. Who knows? Maybe it'll be like a. I cannot remember the two women that are on NXT. Not to cross brand here, but the oh, uh, oh well, now now they on SmackDown. Um, Isla oh, Dawn yeah, and yeah. Kaylee Ray. Isla Dawn and Kaylee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait. I'm sorry, Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Yeah, Alba Fire and uh, Isla Dawn, right? Yes, I forgot. Yeah. Kaylee Ray is now Alba Fire. Uh, so yes, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Yes, Isla and Alba. That's what we're going with. Yes. Okay. Actually, you know what? I can see them end up doing it that, that way to where they do a unholy partnership type situation. Hmm. I can see it. But, but yeah. We'll, see, so what, uh, we'll Hart, see what Dark Blue wants to do now. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so Julia Hart is now your TBS champion. And from Julia Hart winning, the whole House of Black was on this card. Which was yeah. like, okay, cool. Now, the next match, I halfway want to talk about it last. You know what? Fuck it. The next match, we'll talk about it last because that should have been the damn near main event. Yeah, I said it. It was definitely a sleeper. I definitely agree with that. But the next match, since we're going to skip the next match, the next match after that had to follow the coronage of the match before. But, Wait, what was the point differential here? Lip took over. Okay, here. so yeah. at this yeah. time, yeah, Lip uh, took over. at this time, Dizzle was up. Like he was. Oh yeah, he, yeah, was, no, up. he was up, up. Yeah, he was yeah, up, he up. Was, there was there was no way for anybody to come back at the, yeah. from the way he was up. But the next match, because like I said, we're gonna talk about that match last. Um, <laughs> we got the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are defending their number one contendership. But if the Bucks win, the Golden Jets have to disband. So that's what's on the line at this match. Um, It all happened because the Bucks was a little jealous, a little upset at the fact that Kenny is, you know, chilling with Jericho. and I thought he was our friend. Yeah, you know, he's supposed to be our friend. What happened to the elite? Did you just forget about us? Blah, blah, blah. We could have helped you with the Don Callis problem. Now, in this match here, the name I just said is the reason why I thought the Young Bucks was going to win. Don Callis? Yeah, I just, I mean, yes, Don Callis was on commentary, but you couldn't tell me that he wasn't going to have some member of the family to interfere. Oh, no, never. So that's the only reason why I picked the Bucks to win this because I just knew Don Callis was going to play a role into the Golden Jets losing. I was figuring that exactly that. I was thinking worst case scenario that the Bucks actually joined Don Callis, you know? Oh, shit. I I didn't even think about that aspect. That would have been wild. That would have been so wild. I was like, damn, like they could actually do that. I mean, as soon as Callis showed up, I thought that this was just gonna be a grudge match like they did uh, the golden like the, the golden lovers versus the Bucks back in New Japan. Yeah. But no, but man, I like mean, uh when when uh Callis showed up, I was like, Oh shit, the Bucks could be joining the family. Holy crap. That would have been wild. That would have been a wild twist 
if the Bucks would have joined, as uh, Dizzle likes to call him, Uncle Don. Uncle Don, no. So what did, but, did he um, call Christian Papa Christian? Yeah, you know, you know that's, the, that's, the, that's the father of the year. <clears throat> father of the year and then Uncle Don, damn, he's got the whole fucked up family. But um, this match wasn't bad. It was an okay match. The only downside to this match, it followed the match we're going to talk about last. And any match that would have followed that would have had a hard time. True. But, man, but, this um, match, I will say, uh, I should have I gone with, with the Jets. Like they, I should have too. Cause I should have had more faith in Kenny Omega. So, I will say this personally. This match and the latter match, I did go against my better judgment. Ooh. Because okay. I was looking at the aspect that FTR was going to win, then the Bucks was going to win, they could run it back again. Exactly. I was looking at but, you know what? We're not gonna get Bucks and FTR so soon. Maybe yeah. the next all out. But hey or all in, not um, all out. All in. The uh the Bucks did try to cheat, you know, they was taking them to Dick Kick City and everything. They did do but, that. Uh, uh Jericho and Omega wound up on top, you know, so now the Golden Jets have a tag team title shot whenever they're ready to use it. And I'm pretty sure they're probably going to save it for uh, World's End. And oh, we could now, be, now we could be dealing with an aspect where Omega and Jericho could be tag team champions. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen because of the Bucks are done, Callis family. Like at that point, Something's gonna happen. You know, it would be all the more sweet if I'm Don Callis to be okay with Kenny taking this win just so I can spoil him winning the belts. Yep. Also embittering your relationship with your friends, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bucks could actually join Don Callis because of this. I was say they could actually. Yeah, it could it could happen. We'll see. We'll Pretty see. High. But yeah, and the real main event of the night, you have. Well, of course, the graphic was updated, but it was Jay White versus Adam Cole, and literally Jay White comes out. You know, Adam Cole comes out, and he was so called ready to fight. Like he oh, was. Oh, come on, come on. Gonna, That's- Let's 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 give the switchblade and the and BCG a little more little more comedic credit You're right. than that. Man. You're right. You're absolutely right because Jay White. You know what? I'm gonna go on a tiny rant when we're really done. But Jay White deserved better. He like Adam Cole hobbled his ass down to the ring on the crutches with the boot. And then here comes the Bullet Club Gold with Jay White just limping. <laughs> limping yeah. their guns up, just hobbling. Like, like, oh shit, how am I doing? <laughs> and Cole was ready to defend until he heard the ambulance back in. And with a taped up thigh and a hobble, 
MJF shows back up and he was like, I got this. Didn't I'm going to pretty much him driving that damn thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I got this. Thank you, Adam, for being a friend. But I will do this <laughs> myself. Uh, and here we are. We get it. MJF versus Jay White. Um, I don't know if it's the true MJF effect or it's just happening this way, but it's mm. starting to look weird that every opponent looks so strong against MJF going in, but then after the match, it's just like, oh, okay. Don't do that to Jay White, bro. And I hated the fact that this damn near happened with Jay White. Because I hated the aspect of the guns trying to injure MJF just for injured MJF to come out on top. Yeah. They was better off just letting MJF be 100% or 100% adjacent. But, or better yet, put all that whooping on them like during the match. Yes, that would have even been better. Doing it during the match, not so much to where you know the whole also, hospital and all of that. Just so, but I mean, at the same time, just to like, like give more. It like you had Adam Cole out there who was trying to help, but ended up causing more harm than good. Yes. Which I get it. We're all being uh, currently like roped into the thought of who the hell is the devil. Mm -hmm. So I get we got to throw little like things like, oh, Adam Cole's trying to help, but he's failing here. Like you should have still had more outside interference like to the help of MJF. Yes. Like you needed more than the guns getting kicked out after putting a stomping on MJF. You needed the MJF, honestly, to get all the help he could get <laughs> as far as outside interferences were concerned. Like, have, uh, the, have the acclaimed show up and beat up on BCG or some shit. Like, do something to where, Max, you're justifying a very injured MJF is beating a person who was the leader of New Japan for a while. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the issue I have. That's the issue I have with this whole weird MJF effect because it's yeah. like, it's like, hey, you had this man uh, steal his belt for like a solid month. Yeah. Renamed it the Bang Bang Belt, which is still an amazing name, by the way. Renamed it the Bang Bang Belt. Uh, uh, show that, you know, I'm proving to be the better champ, this, that, and the third. And I'm not saying he got jobbed out to MJF, but it was like, you gave MJF a crutch, and Jay White basically looked kind of weak for it. Yeah. Like, Like, when I made the prediction of MJF, I was... I was kind of hoping I'd be wrong. You know what? At certain points of the match, especially like when you were saying when Adam Cole was like kind of like there, it was like at certain spots, it was like, wait, 
could Jay White take this possibly? <laughs> you know, but yeah. No. Like, honestly, everything was like every if you're a cat if you were just turn, tuning into this show like yesterday, <clears throat> chilling at your friend's house or some shit. If you watch the the lead up to this, you're over here thinking, "Oh shit, Jay White's got this in the bag." Yes, I mean, you, and we and everybody else that knows what pro wrestling is is like, yeah, it's pro wrestling. You're still going to see a fight, but yes. everything else should have gotten Jay White this W. Yes. <clears throat> let's let, like, I'm not saying that AEW did a disservice to him because let's just be fair. The American side, the, like over here, they don't really know what Jay White's about or what Jay White has done. But for everybody else that's in international, Jay White was like Triple H with Evolution because Bullet Club yeah. was like that shit. <clears throat> like yeah. Gato was essentially Eric Bischoff constantly. Like they, like they had the whole thing down. Like that shit was on lock. Bullet Club ran shit for a minute while Jay White was running the shit. Yeah, and. It's just really, it's really weird. It's a little bit of a disservice to know, to like, if you already know about that, watching him take this L to yet again, MJF defending his belt while injured. Yes. These or are per- yet again, or yet again, MJF pulling double duty. Yeah. Like, stop building this man up to be Superman against. Well, honestly, really established teams. Yes, yes. He did it against. He did it against the Dark Order when they were starting to come back up. He Ozzie did it Open. against fucking Ozzy Open when they were the freaking title holders. No, I'm sorry. Yep. Well, they've been title holders before. It's it's silly. Stop doing this to MJF. We don't. We, yeah. He doesn't need the prop up anymore. You're you're making other people come down. And because then, because then now you're looking at it as now, okay, so we know for sure Wardlow yeah. is coming out to MJF, and we know Samoa oh, Joe has a guaranteed title shot. Yes. So I highly doubt, even though they should, I highly doubt they pulled the trigger on Joe getting the belt off of MJF, but I'm telling you. I will throw something at the TV if they build this up for Wardlow to take the belt off of MJF. And I 100% saying this, and I truly mean this, at this moment in time, I do not think Wardlow would make a good world champion. He hasn't been on TV enough. And that's it. Or, Or at least not made enough of a notable presence. Where he's been on on this camera. Now, if he causes MJF to lose the title, yeah, I'm fine with that. But Warlow is world champion. I'm not gonna like that. No, MJ. I mean, Warlow causing the demise of MJF in some regard. Yeah, honestly. Now that we're talking about it, I could definitely be okay with whenever Adam Cole does turn on MJF if Wardlow's the guy helping him. Yeah. But um, with this match, um, MJF does find a way to retain. Um, now, the what also... Right. 
Now, <laughs> what also made this match, especially the ending, so weird was that there was roughly about six, seven minutes left on the show. Yeah. And they drew out, they they just stretched the aspect of MJF winning. Like, in all honesty, the way it was looking, I thought Adam Cole was going to be like, ha, I didn't need these crutches. Ha, I'm walking yeah. regular. Oh, man, I was ready for him to throw the crutches down. Take the Recently, boot off. I was ready for to throw the crutches down to be like, huh, this injury this whole time wasn't that bad. I just didn't want to be on your side, Max. But yeah. we didn't even get the devil sighting. We didn't even get a picture of the devil. Yeah. We didn't get a betrayal. We didn't get anything. And it was like, huh. So that was the ending. Like, it just... And then, like, I even like how they tried to even tweak the aspect of would things have been different if uh, Juice Robinson would have been there too and it's like no it would have <laughs> just been it would have just been more people for MJF to just beat up on yeah I didn't really care for the <clears throat> I mean I didn't care for the, the the slight on Juice Robinson but at the same time it's like damn like I don't know. You're talking to a guy who's a fan of Juice, though. Yes. Uh, but, uh, like, why, why did they say Juice wasn't there to begin with? So the only thing that I could think of is I'm assuming they were running at the aspect of MJF beating the shot of Juice on Collision. Okay. And I guess he beat him so bad that he just couldn't be there. That's the only thing I'm going to assume. Like, they didn't really say anything of why Juice wasn't there, but I'm going to assume it had to do with that he took a beating hmm. on collision. Okay. Or was it Rampage? One of the two. One of the two. No, 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 because remember, Collision and Rampage were like a three-hour long show. Yeah, no, I'm saying like it was, it was one of the two of the show oh, oh, where, oh. where the scuffle happened. I can't remember if it was on Collision or Rampage. You know what? Let's add that to the point. <clears throat> MJF yeah. went up against Juice the night before. Then went up against the rest of the Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. He had a whole <clears throat> scuffle with them. And they beat his ass. And he still ended up walking away with the belt. So like I said, it was fine for him to walk out tag champ because he at least had Samoa Joe. He yeah. didn't even have Joe in the main event, he only just had Joe for that tag team match. And it was like, okay. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm fine with them making MJF look good and look strong, but to what detriment? Because now, if we're truly looking at it, right? Yeah. Where does BCG go from here? I have no idea. That's what's fucking the fuck out of me right now with it. Like, like like they need to, they need to actually start winning gold because, yeah, they don't, they don't have any right now, do they? Yeah. Like, where does BCG truly go from here? Because, like, you had this month long feud with MJF and MJF and his belts. Nothing truly came of it now, so most likely MJF is going to move on to his next opponents. So, what does that do with BCG? 
doesn't do shit for him. Like, all this was built just to, like, keep MJF up, and that's kind of annoying that it, like, that it shows up more and more like that. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, I'm sorry. This may not even be Tony Khan's plan, but all it's coming off as is you're kind of just sacrificing great talent to MJF right now. Yes. Like, if any, if I, I don't know if I can say this with 100% confidence, but if it wasn't MJF with the belt, I think it would have been Jay White to be winning this. I can see that. With the storyline being built up anywhere else, like, come on, you tormented this man holding his own belt for a month. Yes. Like, you don't have like right. a storyline built up like that without the cash out of, well, yeah, the bad guy won here. That's how you build like a great like rede- redemption arc or something, or like a great story to, I don't know, have the champ come back looking better. That's when you like that kind of a story is a story that you run when the champ's starting to get sour. Like he, MJF isn't soured yet on his run, but no. they still ran the shit anyway. I don't know. But, it's yeah, it is what it is. All right, so, but yeah, since we rearranged the card, at this point, the points were so far gone. It oh. was, it was, even, even the bonus points or anything could have happened. Liv Dizzle was already going to be the new predictions champ. He took the belt off me, and I think he's now seven-time champ. Yeah, I think he's seven-time oh. champ. Um. Of course, now he has a short window because we have Survivor Series Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if That's he happens to if he happens to survive, no pun intended, Survivor Series, then he has NXT deadline. And if he survives deadline, we all know December 30th, AEW has the final pay-per-view of the year with world's end and boy that would be interesting at world's end for any one of us four because whoever wins that will for sure walk into 2024 and but we have one more match to talk about and to be honest this was my real main event of the night we have it was definitely the a Texas death match between Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, and this is their rematch from Wrestle Dream. And how did we get here? Swerve beat Hangman at Wrestle Dream using Nana's crown. Uh, Hangman was like, you know, if it wasn't for Nana. You wouldn't have beat me, this, that, and the third. Got a point. They they started trading shots back and forth. At one point, Hangman and the Bucks won the six man the ROA six man championships from the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage got it back because of the feud and the hatred between Hangman and Swerve. Uh, Swerve broke into Hangman's house, you know, cut a promo over the baby crib, put a t-shirt in the baby crib and everything. Funny enough, 
I love how they were talking about the break in as if people were there. You could clearly tell that the house was empty. Oh yeah. You clearly tell that the house was empty. But could have added some dramatic effect had the had yeah. the wife been there too, you know. Yes. <laughs> um so when they announced that this match was gonna happen, they upped the ante and made it a Texas death match. Then they had the aspect of their robbery was so intense to where uh, they had like a no touch clause, and if they if they would have fought each other prior to the match, they would have both been suspended for the rest of the year, and that match would have been off. So from that, Hangman beat Shadonana. Like it was a lot surrounding this match, and that was funny enough. Funny enough, when this match happened. I figured this was going to be my match of the night because they put on a damn good match at Russell Dream. Mm. So I figured personally, okay, you're putting Texas Deathmatch rules to it. This is definitely. Now, going into this match, I knew it was going to be something. I did not realize what we were prepared for. Jesus Herbert Christ <laughs> did these men do things to each other that hey you cannot pay me to do. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't pay me uh-huh. to do something there, the man himself, our newly champ lip dizzle. He's here, and just like a true champion, he comes in when we talk about our final match of the night because we saved this match to talk about last. But welcome our, we can't even hear him, you know. Hold up. You said said last match. So that means you talked about the main event already. Yeah, because this was the real main event. Let's be this honest. This was the real main event. Man. And then, all right, I know, I know what you're talking Okay, so yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, welcome our new with seven time champ now. And we got we got we got the big seven on there this time. So welcome our new seven time champ, Lip Dizzle. But um, yes, funny enough, while we're talking about this match, he was the one who guessed this match correctly, which we will get behind your psychology of why you chose. Yeah, uh, swerve because earlier, like I told uh, Jaeger when we talked about Moxley and um, Cassidy, I said the only reason why I chose Cassidy because it was get his get back. Same reason why I chose Hangman is going to get his get back. Mm-hmm. Um, Same, but but also you don't go into people's houses and, and like come too. out a winner on the pay per view. But once again. I don't think none of us was expecting the level of violence. And like I told you, Jaeger and I all the time talk about spots we will take. This whole match, no. Uh -uh. The match started off Uh with a damn buckshot lariat. Uh Then he proceeded to duct tape Swerve's hands together, and you're like, okay. Proceed mm-hmm. to find a staple gun and just start stapling that man throughout his body. And it was like, huh? 
Huh? And the, the close-ups with the actual staples is what got That's me. what the thing I was about yeah. to say. To let you know it was real, they made sure to show you there was legit staples in that man's body. He even stapled kids' drawings to his cheek to just, just and it was like, what's happening here? Like, what are we truly watching here? Like, the level of violence that is happening in the first five minutes of this match, and we, and we like to talk about John Moxley. <laughs> 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 this shit was just bananas. So, I asked the two gentlemen, "Would you take some staple gun spots?" <laughs> nah. So the like the the first two. Maybe, maybe, because that's you know. Turn your turn your volume up just a scotch. Uh, this your little. Let me just let me just let me just pull the mic closer. Then yeah, there you go, there you go. All right, so the 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 first two, maybe, maybe the first two, because you know the adrenaline and everything. You want to get everything just started, but the spots where Hangman started stapling profusely his face his shoulders and just started going all around his body here and there just 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 for shock value and then getting the papers and just stapling the shit on them i was like nah i'm good on that i've had staples before and not necessarily been awake when they put them in but i was awake when they took them out and that shit hurts <laughs> I. I was about eight, busting my head open, got uh, got the numbing shot, but definitely felt the to the back of my head with each of those four staples they put in my head. But uh, yeah, def definitely remember the shit getting pulled out too. I never had anything like that happen to me, knock on wood. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. On 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 top of that. That that was just the first part, but then you get you get to everything. Look, the barbed wire in this match, ridiculous, ridiculous. Because out of Bro. out of everything that this match had, the one thing that I wouldn't take was that accidental spot where Swerve took the chair while Hangman was on the turnbuckle and hit him in that in that the barbed wire. And Got in the hair. That was the wrestling gods out there saying, "Hey, let's add some some more." Bullshit to this, and the, uh -huh. the way that the barbed wire just elegantly went over his head and then just across his face, and then just end up yanking. It's, it wasn't mm. meant to happen, but that shit made for a good, horribly uh, beautiful cringe moment for me. And then, of course, also to the the one spot that was also getting pulled from Instagram. At one point, Swerve just bleeding. Hangman goes under Swerve and oh, just yeah. started catching his blood in his mouth. And it was like, what? Like, the and fuck the, are we And watching? then proceeded to Triple H spit it. And that too. I think but, it was the amount of time that he stayed under there with the blood yeah. into his mouth. Yeah. And he's over here just, ah. Like, no, no, dude, no. 
Like, like this whole match was literally a match full of now. Nah. Now I was having a conversation with the missus, and we was talking about different match types we would have, and this and the third. And at the time, the Texas Death Match was on, and I said, mm-hmm. if the feud requires it. I'm willing to go for it. Fair. But I don't know if I'm willing to go this far. I'm not down for drinking somebody else's blood for the feud. Right? But then not only that, let's 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 even put an even more Word. psychology Just aspect. You drink a man's himself? blood and still lose. Ooh. <laughs> like you did all that and lost. <laughs> but Damn. like when Hangman hit the damn the the uh, the other buckshot lariat with the barbed wire, right his throat. And hey, everybody out there, get you a manager like Nah Nah fam. He pulled Swerve out just so he could stay. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was that was that was decent points for that. Decent points for that. And I, I even love the spot with the table when Nah Nah was. And then Hangman was like, nah, you're going to take this dead eye through this table. And it was like, Jesus Christ. Then, of course, you know, Brian Cage coming out, you know, still in his streets of rape. Sorry, streets of cage gear. <laughs> um, uh, But ultimately, the ultimate... <laughs> Funny enough, our group chat, like I said, we was going crazy when this match happened. And especially since the first like five or so minutes was just hangman torturing uh swerve. I was like, hey, hey, this is starting to get racist now. This start- <laughs> <laughs> now, thank God now, the end of the match didn't go the reverse way because yeah. they definitely got the issue. I was about to say that. <laughs> like now if we had the ending. Flips, then yeah, we all would have been like, now hold on a second there, hangman. Um, because the end, uh, giant chain came into play and swerved, hung the hangman, and it was like, oh shit, everyone's looking at it like, oh, and yeah, after swerve kind of choked him out a little bit, hangman couldn't answer the 10, and it was like. Oh shit, Swerve just went 2-0. With that being said, I will pass the I will pass it to our new champ here. So what made you choose Swerve over uh Hangman? Um so th- this is this is a, a bigger discussion point more than just this match here. But oh, go ahead. uh specifically for this match, the reason that I chose Swerve is because they're putting the rocket behind Swerve, and That's I didn't true. see I didn't see them doing a 50-50 thing. I think what they decided to do was put that th- that that Swerve is 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 the main star within this feud here. So what they're going to do is do everything that they can to make Swerve credible, which this match definitely did because it put him it put him at a level of where you say like John Moxley and Omega. When they were doing their their death matches and 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 lights out matches and shit, 
And if you notice about anything with AEW, how they did in the past, that anybody that did something to that degree were, was, was pushed. Britt Baker, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, um, Orange Cassidy to an extent, um, Cody, Brody Lee. All of these people that went into some type of match that had something akin to those stipulations always got pushed. And yeah. more, more than likely always came out on top during those matches. So with Swerve, it was easy for them to say, okay, let's go ahead and do a 50-50 booking. He's done all this shit. Let's go ahead and have Hangman get his win back. But because it's all about Swerve, it doesn't hurt Hangman. And this is one of the things that I was like, okay, WWE doesn't seem to get this most of the time because they always do 50-50 booking. But when you got the rocket or you or you have the proverbial rocket strapped to somebody that you want to push later on, then you give them everything without hurting the other person. And this is one of those things because they did the same thing with Cody and Seth Rollins. Cody is three and oh against yep. Seth Rollins or four and oh against Seth Rollins. And it didn't hurt Seth Rollins and you push Cody. So with this, you still do everything that you can to build hangman up make him more ruthless because the, the beginning promos of this whole feud was about how hangman kind of lost his shit and he, 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 he's, he was at the top and he's falling short. So he's not there yet. This was perfect, you know, to get him fired up, to get him pissed off and say, okay, you know what? He'll take this L here, even though it wasn't all just swerve, you know, you had Brian Cage, you had Prishnana that was helping him. So it's not a complete loss to hangman, but at the same time, it's something that's going to, help him uh elevate himself back up and right now if you look at the whole as the elite they're all in some type of disarray and so he's not anybody special that's not going to catch any of that 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 um that rainy day cloud flat from that too so yeah and at the same time as aw as a whole which is one thing with uh tony khan that i appreciate now is that if you look at aw as a whole it's like he's doing a course correction with everything um you look at every one of the titles and how they used to be just because I did a video on the titles before in the state of them. And right yeah. now, the majority of all those titles, you know, minus a few here and there are all in a state of being somewhat prominent, more so than they were last year. The TNT title being held by Christian Cage, one of the best. I'm sorry, being held by the turtleneck god. Turtleneck god. God. Um, you have the TBS championship, which Chris Statlander was necessarily the person to beat Jade Cargill. But at the time of this, she's gotten a little stale because now you can see that Stat is bigger than the TBS championship. Like she no longer needs it. She needed to beat Jade, defend it a few times, which she did. And granted, to me, her, her reign was lackluster. They did what they I needed said to the do same thing. at the moment. So it's perfect that they switched to Julia Hart. Um, the AEW championship, self-explanatory right there. Don't even need to say anything about that shit. The AEW women's championship, they have it on somebody who does deserve it with the with her direction that she's gone. Shout out to Tony mm -hmm. Storm. But you know, my whole thing with Sheeta, we'll get to that at some other time. Uh, the tag titles, uh, the trios titles, all ev everything is on point. So if you look at all of these um pay-per-views so far tony khan has been setting up everything to where it's like okay i need to make sure that um this side is taken care of we need to make sure that we got everybody lined up for here 
this that is going on we're good here so we got these guys lined up to come in for this it's like everything has a purpose now and so when i looked at swerve and hangman i was like okay swerve is supposed to be their top guy and he said one thing that was very uh very telling in one of his promos and he's like i want to be the first black aw champion that's gonna happen for swerve it may not happen it may not happen now but what they're doing at this point is building help so that way when he does compete, nobody's going to be surprised. And you can see that if, if you look at any social media after this match, everybody is praising this match. And even if you look at the media scrum and MJF talking about this match the way that he did, it's it's already said and done at this point, and they've done their job. So that's why picks work. Okay. That makes sense because like I said I was I picked him. I picked I went the opposite way because the get back aspect, you mm. know, but Jesus, the 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 violence, the passion, and kind of like what we said earlier, I felt bad for the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks because it was like we gotta follow that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well they they they, <laughs> they did what they needed to do on that one because I I wasn't looking forward to that match anyway. And I think they needed that palate cleanser between Hangman and Swerve and the main event. But, um, yeah. But yeah, Swerve gets the dub over Hangman. And I guess we'll see where this goes. We'll see if, if the feud goes any further. We'll mm-hmm. see if um we'll see if Hangman is just like, you know what? I just don't know what to do now. I done lost twice to this man, all that, but we we shall see. Now, with that being said, since you know our champ came later in all the other matches, is there anything you wanted to go back and kind of speak on or get your uh, thoughts and feelings? Not not as far as the entire card, but as far as a few things here and there. Um Mox and Orange, uh, that's one of the things I um that I forgot to mention before. That's um there there I was gonna pick Mox at first because it seemed simple to do that, but they're at least gonna do this 50-50 because they're building up that feud for this title with these yeah. two. Um, and I think that's one of their ways of building this title up because they're building this up the way that the intercontinental title was built up in WWE slash F, mm-hmm. uh, more so than the uh, TNT title. Uh because to me, to me, the TNT title is, is more akin to the television championship in WCW. Yeah. Um, and sorry, Sheeta. Go ahead. She deserved better than that. Now, and and like like I said in, in in our chat, you know, it was it was the right call and the wrong call at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like if if you were going to put the title on Sheeta, then you shouldn't have put her up against Tony Storm, or you should have gave her the win. Uh, mm-hmm. they, or they should have never gave that belt to Soraya. That too, that too. Or if you were going to give it to her, then have her hold it up until the point where you know, because Tony Storm would have made more sense to take it off of Soraya if this was the case. Uh, but to to have Sheeta in this whole thing where she becomes transitional champ all to get to the point where she's semi-transitional because she lasted a bit longer this time, but mm-hmm. she's just gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to the AW Women's Championship picture. 
you know, outside of the her first run. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's that's more that's that's mainly it. Um, All right, shout, so shout out to Julia Hart. Jaeger and I discussed it, and mm -hmm. at, at, at length. How do you feel about the booking with MJF, uh, Bullet Club, Go Jay White? Because we felt that they're booking MJF a little too strong, and White for sure. Okay, and, and from that, it kind of. It kind of made Jay White look a little weak, especially with MJF being weakened. Of course, he loses. Then it was like, well, where does BCG even go from here? So how, what was your thoughts with how everything turned out with the, the main event with Cole and – not Cole, sorry. And for Cole, MJF, and Switchblade. Okay. I, 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 was, I was so hopped up on the Swerve and Hangman match that anything after that kind of just went – Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that, that was I was the same way. Like so, I can tell you this for a fact. I really didn't pay attention too much to the Golden Jets versus the Bucks. Ooh. I got I got I, I Ooh, paid attention to like the second to second half of it because Yeah, it was like the second know. half I paid attention, but yeah. <laughs> I liked all the uh, back and forth little uh, shit <clears throat> like low blow shots at each other. Yeah. Um so yeah, as and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up in particular. This goes all the way back to when we talked about uh, MJF defending the ROH tag team titles in the the Zero Hour at Wrestle Dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we made the same comments then. Yeah, against the righteous. It's like you shouldn't have you shouldn't build the righteous up like that, and then have them just. I don't want to say squashed, but basically beat, you know, in a handicap match by MJF yeah. himself. Granted, yes, he's the world champ. Cool. But now is at the time, with, especially with last night, I'm more so now thinking that the guns should have taken those titles because if yeah. you get a fire up MJF who is like, you know, I just want, I want, I want my baby back. I want the triple B back. You know, especially everything that's been going on, then you have this whole situation where it's like, all right, I'm going in, you know, damn the pain. I, I think they, they may have tried to do the whole damn the pain thing, but they just executed it, executed it horribly in my book. Yeah. Especially with the way that he was acting after the match. But. Ironically enough, if this was MJF versus Swerve pre death match. And this same instance happened, I would have been like, eh, I'm not surprised. You know, it wouldn't shake a stick. But you have Jay White. You have Jay White. You have Jay White. That's what this man said. The motherfucking Jay White, bro. <laughs> There, look, and I, I, I can understand if you want to push MJF, and that's cool. Like, I have no problem with pushing MJF, but there is you have to understand that there is a degree of believability that you end up passing when you do shit like this. Because if you want to push MJF and say he's gonna rah rah get Adam Cole there, he's there for the fans, he's got you know adrenaline, everything.
if you're in there with somebody who is a killer like Jay White, somebody who is good at this shit, you can't go in there like a wounded deer because it's that's it. That's it. Game's over already. Game should have. That's why he was laughing his ass off the whole time. Any other opponent, I'm sorry to cut you off here, Luke. No, no, you're, but, no, you're good. You're good. Damn it, man. Any other opponent besides MJF, like with the same circumstances going up against JY, it would have been washed. It would have been fucking done and done. If this was New Japan, same exact circumstances, JY is champ. Hmm? But, I'll, but, I'll, but I'll shut up from there. Go ahead. No, that, and, that, and that's, and that's, that's, that's the that's the perfect point. This should have been the same way that you built Swerve and Hangman with the way that these two came out looking after this match. This was a given. This was a, a complete given. If if you if you were gonna if you were gonna throw this whole Adam Cole, because I feel like this shit was like just pieced together at like the last minute. Just be like, oh, you know what? Hey, Cole's here. Let's go ahead and just add this shit here. Cause at up to this, up to the point of the match, I was sitting here like, "Yo, this, okay, this, this is a nice little step that they're adding. They're, they're, they're going ahead and add more fuel to this storyline. So go ahead and let's let's pull on heartstrings. Let's get let's get Cole in there and get Cole beat down to shit, and do something with this. But you didn't. There, there, there was there was no devil that showed up." There was nothing more to this storyline here. You didn't have anything with Wardlow, anybody that was after, you know, MJF this entire time. Nothing elevated the story outside of this, which is why this was probably the only blemish that I had over the entire show. Hmm. Was that this was that this part kind of went off like a wet fart in a sense. And I don't think it was fair for as good as the show was. For this to be the one thing that you end off on, like it's cool to have MJF stand tall. I have nothing against that, but it's the way that that the sandwich was built up until the point yeah. to where you decided to toast it. You know, it's like cool. The sandwich looks all right; it's presentable. But if you think about how the shit was made, it's like uh, I, I mean, it looked good, but I, I'm I don't I don't like the way you put this together. Ah, like no, they built up the perfect sandwich. It's just the final step, like you said, it's just the, they toasted it last. So they toasted everything in there. So now it doesn't taste as it could have. It's, uh, yeah. Um, it Adam Cole being hurt, the way that he got hurt, messed up Tony Khan in yep. a way. Yeah. Because I feel like Tony Khan really wanted to tell this specific story, and so normally, oh, no, you know what? I can't say normally. I can't say normally because he 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 does this a lot, where he'll want to tell something. Something happens if there's an audible. He, he he doesn't know how to call the audible. He doesn't know how to Triple H. Sorry, he doesn't know how to NXT Black and Gold Triple H this shit. Because anytime something happened within NXT, he would always course correct like that. And okay, we're going with this person because he always had something lined up just in case something happened. Khan wanted to tell something so bad, and I and I and I hope that he gets to tell his story, especially at, at to to this extent now. Now that we're yes. here, I was about to say this right. He he has to tell his story, and it like 
it has to pay off at this point. If it yes. doesn't pay off, <laughs> if it doesn't pay off, we're like, this is this is what you kept all these belts on MJF for. This is why we didn't get Jay White as a champ. This is why we didn't get BCG N G. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the and and that's and that's part of the issue too, is because I, I said at first, I was like, they have about a few more weeks, you know, more more so to a month to get those yeah. titles off of uh MJF and Cole and figure out what they're gonna do. And granted, I will give them props for the fact that they kind of made me eat my words a little bit with this with this MJF face turn. They they committed to it and it actually has paid off to an extent, and I'm fine with that. Um, but again, they're still, my belt. they're still, they're still, they're still, they're still a fine line that they're, that they're, that they're playing with here. Um, and it's more so the MJF and Cole stuff, MJF being, being a, a pseudo face in this instance is cool, you know, but the fact that they have him, this whole thing with him and Cole attached is making it is, is making it tote that little gray area where it's like, I don't know if you want to be right here just yet, you know? Uh, this, this is why Jay White. It's like because yeah. you have a good thing going with BCG on Collision, basically holding down that show and more so now holding down part of um Dynamite as well. But then, not only that, too, but then NJF himself can say he beat all four members, yeah. In a weekend, in a weekend, like he took out Juice on, on Friday. Did he beat the guns in the tag match and Jay White all in the same night? Then he could say a few weeks ago he beat Juice again for the Dynamite Dozen Ring. So it's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, that and. That's why I was gonna pick the guns initially, because I was like, "Well, I know Jay's gonna lose this, so the only you can do is at least give them a win in some capacity, you know." But yeah, I think I, anything that was frustrating, man. Yeah, this it's not it's not good. It's not good in in in, in my eyes. Just in this aspect of it. Um, Cole yeah. getting hurt, hurt it a lot. And I think that they just, they, they should have just left this story alone. They should have just let it go at that point. Cause if you, if you, once you find out, okay, he's going to be out for this amount of time. All right. Well then we got to do something else. You know, you still how get long? to lead with it. Go ahead. How long do we have? Uh, I believe he is probably, I think at the most like four weeks out. A whole yeah. month. Yeah. Um, he could get sooner, but it's like you could have you could have shoved this. You could have shoved this storyline for three fucking four months. Like you could have just had MJF drop the belt to who was it before Jay White? Honestly, you could have done it with Jay White, and then once Cole is like healthy, healthy, not like fresh off the freaking reserve list, but like once Cole had maybe been a month in action, you can run this story back again. Well, that's you can honestly problem. make the story better too, because then you're gonna just strengthen the bond. Like they've overcome injury and all this shit just to like get back at Jay White here. Well, that that's you could have honestly you could have made MJF like super injured here tonight, taking the L to Jay, let BCG run rampant, 
they're out of that commission for like a good month or two, then they come back. Damn. John didn't want to do that. He did, he did he didn't want to do that because again, that's 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 part of his storytelling problem, and it's also timing he commit. that's the problem. Because he overcommit. MJF is also up for his contract expiration. Mm-hmm. And so there is a specific story. And and now I have my own theories as far as this whole world's end thing. I'm pretty sure it's uh, it, it's 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 you know my foil, my 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 tinfoil cap shit. And it's like, you know, the the title of it, World's End. And I had said last night about a uh MJF's worlds crashing around him you know, due to his past. And I feel like world's end is going to be the point where everything kind of culminates into everything that's been going on. And. And we get the return of Phil Brooks. Khan didn't want that. He didn't want to let off the gas on that because it's like, I've been waiting to tell this story here. We've always been talking about the Ben war 2024 and we're at the cusp of this. We're here. We're here. And then Cole gets hurt. And it's just like, well, fuck that timing right there. It's like, but you know what? I, I've been, I've wrote this story. I've, I've, I've MJF is everything. Superman now. So it's like, fuck it. Go ahead and pull that John Cena card out real quick. Yep. Bro. Yeah. Uh, and yo, so, but no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Who the fuck is the devil? I just told you. Because when what yeah, I mean, hey, because you have a good eye, like that's a yes, solid I, guess I, that, I, that I the internet. Pressure. The internet is behind that. I'm over here thinking that it's Cole, but then this guy over here said Brit. Or was that you? No, no, that was that was Scoot. That was Scoot. That was you too. That was you too. Brit is a hell of a turn if it's Brit this whole time. Where the fuck has she been? Exactly. That was my reason. It's like where the fuck she been at? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course, if we're going off of one Phil Brooks Instagram with him posting his oh, double promo, yeah. so either you know he could show up back at AEW or possibly at Survivor Series since it's in well, Chicago we'll know on Sunday if it's gonna be Survivor Series. So, but um, we'll see. Yeah. But I'm telling you this: this whole thing with the devil situation, and if this if this doesn't play out perfectly, and this shit gets hit out the park. Because, cause, cause, see, the issue with the whole devil situation is they attacked Jay White. They attacked the acclaim. Then it's like, okay, it's going to have to make sense now. Like, who are these people that's been attacking people who so-called been... Because now, it would only make sense if the devil person potentially attacked Samoa Joe. But... yeah. It's like whoever it is is going to have to make so much sense to where it's going to be like, damn, they really Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong, CM Punk, Adam Cole, or for the swerve of it, Britt Baker. That's it. Yeah, that's that's all it's down to. So I don't know, Mm. but uh, that would be a hell of a swerve for it to be Roderick Strong because. MJF has been staring at them and then keeps on brushing them aside and then everybody that could help him is getting jumped except for mm-hmm. Adam! <laughs> hey, shout out to Next Strong Roddy, man. Next Strong. Next Strong Roddy. And shit, he took a hell of a Next Strong bump 
on collision against uh, Action Andretti. He did. God damn. I like how Chris Jericho still mentions that Action Andretti beat him. Right. <laughs> he still gives him this man a plug even now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it's over for Mr. Andretti. I think like he's, yeah, I mean, they, they tried to push it, but I don't. Yeah. I think it's the name, man. Yeah, it's the name. It's a generic mid-carter name. Sorry. That is no that that's that's that generic creative player name that you get yes, in there. <laughs> but yeah, that was AEW full gear. I mean, yeah. you know, wasn't a bad show. I was no. just gonna say. Oh, uh, you know, my... now, now that I now that I have you gentlemen here, mm. how do y'all feel with the aspect of AEW adding more pay-per-views? If a few more. For competition, yes, you're gonna have to. Yeah, um, I, I, okay. think, I think it's necessary because now you're you're start you're starting to get this this I don't even want to call it healthy competition, but you're getting this thing where it's like it's a necessary competitive aspect between WWE and AEW because now they're starting to throw subtle subtle official jabs at each other. I can't say yes. subtle jabs, but subtle official jabs now because you know. Uh, my same thing. Well, with Ricky Osprey. Starks threw Ricky at Starks. uh at Copeland. Mm-hmm. And the, the the thing with Osprey, Osprey was a big fu to WWE for sure. Um, because his contract wasn't even up yet. Contract and 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 AEW has the leeway to negotiate that contract with New Japan because if you if listen to media scrum, even Osprey was like, I can't tell you how the deal went down. I was surprised too, but when they told me, hey, I was like, all right, cool. You know, well, plus too, it was also telling. Wait, they didn't even tell. No, from what he's saying, he's saying that he did. He wasn't part of the initial deal. He said they told him that it was okay, but initially they had already talked about it. Remember what Osprey Uh, said too? I didn't sign the. I didn't sign the dotted line yet. Yeah. So obviously they worked something out to where it was like, you you know, let man still rock in New Japan, and you got him. You know, we say, "Hey, as far as everything's looking, I'm coming to y'all." Yeah, yeah, that's fine, I guess. Now it'll be interesting if he ends up going to WWE somehow. That would be wild. I, I honestly, after after hearing him talk about it, I honestly don't see it. I don't see it either, but yeah. it would I be some wild But I mean, hey, man, Endeavor's got a lot of money right now. Oh, they have, but I and that's the thing about the AEW roster is that I don't think that the majority of them can be bought like that. Mm. Um, and I that 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 that's I think that speaks to to Khan and the roster itself. Mm-hmm. But of course, of course, there's a few people, Jade Cargill, that can just be bought like that. Um, that's not that's no slight to to Jade. I think Jade made the perfect you know deal with the opportunity that she had at that moment. So shout out to her. Yeah, man, she made the. She made the best business decision for herself. Yeah, uh, so, for sure, absolutely. But but yeah, uh, more pay per views is 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 definitely good for them if they're going to turn it out this way because every pay per view that they've had so far made sense and World's End makes sense because they're taking a page out of New Japan's book with the G One Classic, <clears throat> G One Climax. Sorry. Um, and running it like this, 
So mm-hmm. I think that this is perfect. Let's see what else they have. I got no uh-huh. disagreement there. Uh, as far as what are they trying to move it up to? Seven, eight. I mean, what they added Forbidden Door, they added All In, Russell Dream, and World's End. And so then World's End, so that's four. So, so they're eight. Eight pay per views now. I'm okay I, with that. I think that's <clears throat> that's solid because I think that that gives you more time throughout the year to kind of build up because I think that gives you a month, um, in between like two every like it's every two pay per views. There's like a month in between, so yeah. That give that gives you time to build, and then you can do payoffs within that if you have two pay-per-views back to back like that. If you're still going in the same route, or if you haven't had certain matches on this card, then you have them on the next one. You continue building for that. Uh, I think it, it's it's a solid it's a solid plan for them. They will need to space those pay-per-views out better though, because all in and all out right next to each other, or Wrestle Dream, yeah, all of wild. like all of that shit was like. Yeah, spread those out. Like I don't think All In is going to be moving because of it being an international show, but at least get Wrestle Dream and and then Full Gear. I don't know. You got to like got to spread the rest of those out somehow. And then, yeah. funny enough, you see that today. You see that WWE is trying to get their footprint more into the more international market mm-hmm. because uh, Elimination Chamber is in Australia. They recently just announced that WrestleMania Backlash is going to be in France. You got the Saudi shows, and then they announced that one of, what is it? Uh, The one's going to be in Berlin in August. Damn. I can't remember the name of the damn pay-per-view now. But, so I see WWE is trying their best now to get a foothold in international market. Yeah. That's that, going to be the that, new market to do, man. Let's just go international. Well, that, that goes to the healthy competition aspect or the necessary yeah. competition because Tony Khan is making them work now. It's like, hey, because mm-hmm. for, for a while, they would rarely go overseas outside yeah, of like their, their, their live show tours and then, you know, of course, uh, going to Saudi. But now, after this success, and nobody can say, or dispute the fact that it wasn't, you know, all in that that sparked this this fire under AEW, I yep. mean, uh, under WWE's ass to go and start doing yeah. stuff because out of nowhere, it's like they got this, they got this, they got this, they got this, all this shit coming up now. It's like, mm, I see you, I see you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, champ, if you want to go ahead and sign us out, unless y'all got anything else to add. You can go sign as that. Nah, nah. I, 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 I said I said my piece on that. Um, we we gonna we gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on AEW's champ. We're gonna do a uh, a revisit AEW's championship states uh, this week. But uh, yeah, whether you loved it, hate it, don't forget to rate it, thumbs up, thumbs down. Leave all your comments, concerns, questions down below. Leave all your congratulations for my win, my seventh win, you know, down below as well. Ladies, you know, go ahead and, you know, respectfully leave your uh, <laughs> your information in this man's DMs. Uh, Where if I get any more pictures unsolicited 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to my, my, my attorney about this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, people. And leave, leave your condolences, you know, for uh, this man's recent it's loss. Um, okay. I mean, I'm sad tastic, but at least I'm not bellless. That's true. That is true. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but hey, I have I have three more chances this year. You know, well, that's yeah. right. You can't let that happen. Um, but you know, oh. make sure people that outside of all of this, because you see us here, you tag, tag that mother effing subscribe button, hit that notification bell. But as we always say, until you see these hands and faces and hear these immaculate voices, we bid you all adieu. And as I warm up this hand for the nice old too sweet with that bada 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 bam. We bid you all adieu. And until next time, you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mother effers, tag the fucking out.